Welcome to the Leading in Love podcast. If you are a leader in any capacity who is married or considering marriage, you're tuned into the right place. We help leaders take care of their marriages. Remember, you are a successful leader and your marriage and family can be successful too. You don't have to sacrifice leadership for love and you don't have to sacrifice love for leadership. And now, here are your hosts, Gary and Julie. Hey, 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 everybody. And we are back. I hope everyone's doing all right. And I wish the same for everybody, but how are you doing? I'm doing superb. I can see that. Thank you. Because you look great. As always. Smile's still on point. Uh-huh. Everything is on point. Don't worry, we will Stop flirting. <laughs> Stop flirting. I got you. <laughs> I know you got me. <laughs> So today we're going to be talking about bickering. Bickering. That's a great Bickering. Topic. Couples lean on each other for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Security, love, sense of belonging, feeling of adequacy, and so forth. So there's a lot of things that we look to each other for. Okay. And sometimes it seems that, you know, we're not getting everything that we want mm-hmm. or everything that we need mm-hmm. and at times things might happen that makes you wonder whether or not your spouse might be looking elsewhere mm. okay mm-hmm. now if your spouse does something that makes you feel as though there is no security then you might become concerned or paranoid mm-hmm. if your spouse repeatedly does something that makes you feel unloved then you probably start weighing your options mm-hmm. And you might start looking at what we call or what is called the net net consequences and or your core obligations. Mm. That's basically you asking if one of us leaves this relationship, who's going to suffer the most? Mm-hmm. And if we choose to say or if we choose to stay, who's going to suffer the most? Mm-hmm. Now, depending on whether you're vindictive or not, because you feel that you've suffered so much over time, mm. then your choice to leave would be to obviously make the next person pay so that you can find your peace or your happiness or recover your peace or happiness. Mm-hmm. That's now, my statements like, you took the best years out of me. Yeah. And, Come up. And those arguments uh, show up at court mm. for some couples. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Now... The other thing that, so there's these grandiose events that take place in people's lives. Or even when you get to that point where you're like, you know what, I'm going to walk away. It's never the first thing that happens. Yeah. It's normally an accumulation of things that happen Mm -hmm. for you to say, you know what, nothing's going to change. Let me get out while I can. Mm -hmm. Because you're thinking, I'm going to at least try and recover some of those years that he or she took from me Mm -hmm. so we're talking about big things Mm -hmm. but what happens sometimes is that things happen on a continuum that appear low key Mm. and even though it might not seem as though it's a big deal in reality they're in fact insidious Mm. so they happen gradually Mm -hmm. in small increments Mm -hmm. but then it it reaches to a head right or a point and then it just blows up Mm -hmm. so we're talking about bickering Right. Also known as low-intensity chronic warfare. Yes. And the reason why we're talking about it is because one of our listeners said, 
or they wrote to us and said, listen, we bicker all the time mm. and she's so critical of me, I feel like I can't do anything right. Mm. So couples bicker. Mm. But I think they don't know they're bickering. It just becomes part of their everyday conversations. It's just the way they speak to each other. Right. They speak to each other before bed. Right. At home. Yeah. In the car. Yeah. When they're putting the strap in the the children into their car seats. Mm. When they're at the grocery store. You see it all the time. The hand waving. One couple's walking faster than the other one looking back or not looking back. Mm -hmm. You know, stuff like that. So, we're going to talk about bickering and how to recognize it and get rid of it. Because it's insidious. So, it gradually causes harm. Mm -hmm. What is bickering? Well, as we said, it is low-intensity chronic warfare. Mm -hmm. It's this notion that every time someone says something, the other person has to has to react to it. Mm -hmm. It could be verbal or some facial expressions that annoys you, throws you off or makes you feel bad. Yeah, I think uh, you have this expression that you do. I know. <laughs> I think it's hilarious because even hide. my little brother picked up on it and sometimes uh. he'll say stuff and then do the reaction. And then do the reaction. For you. Oh, my goodness. And then you end up... And then I just end up <laughs> laughing because I'm like, wait, we did the reaction literally at the same time. You know, it's, but but that, that we're joking about, but sometimes some of those facial expressions can be very condescending. Yeah. Right? And that's, that drives some spouses nuts. Yeah. And you can see it. You can tell when couples are arguing. Yeah, you know, it's just that you, you don't judge them, but you know something's up. You know something. You know something. Going some, on. some 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 somebody was annoying somebody before bed. Yeah, and then they first thing they did in the morning was annoy them some more. Yeah, and then it just carries on, and yeah. all they do is bicker. Nobody ever comes and say, "Yo, listen, let's fix this." Let's fix. They just this. bicker about it until next thing you know, it's just their identity. Mm. Yeah, exactly. It's just friction, but negative friction. It's not a positive spark. It's it's negative heat continuously all the time. Mm -hmm. It's negative criticism, not the constructive type, but the condescending. It's putting down type of criticism, which is one of the best ways to actually demolish a relationship. That's true. It does not produce the feeling of being loved, secured, and confident of ourselves. The reality is that if most of the time you feel unloved, disrespected, or devalued, you really are on the opposite side of the tracks. Yep. So now you have two opposing couples. Yeah. Who are, they want, now they want different things. Yeah. And that's not a good space to be in. And you just kind of, you know, that, that bickering makes you start seeking that, that love that respect and your value in other areas, whether it be in your family, yep. friends, co-workers. Exactly. Right? Or any and speaking of co-workers, the thing with co-workers is that's that's kind of the relationship that's a little more difficult to bridge mm. because you're with them all the time. Mm -hmm. And Okay, you're with them all the time. Mm -hmm. So 
that relationship there, it's like, it just happens and I can leave it alone because mm-hmm. every day you're going to work. Yeah. So I'm not going to really interfere with your relationships at work because right. I know that it's necessary for you to work. Absolutely. So because there's no interference, mm-hmm. you're not really cluing in on exactly what's happening. Mm. So if you're bickering mm-hmm. and you don't know the impact, mm-hmm. but you feel the impact. Mm-hmm. So when you leave the house, now you're going to work like, oh, I'm in a, I'm, I'm happier at work. Yeah. I could focus on my job. I could get away from, you know, the bickering at home. Mm-hmm. And so I build better relationships. Mm-hmm. You or you build better relationships with the people at work. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, we're not only on separate tracks, but we're traveling down different roads in mm-hmm. different directions mm-hmm. with different expectations. Mm-hmm. And next thing, we're in the courtroom. Right. You know, even even within the workplace, especially now when both um, husband and wife are both having to work, that's mm-hmm. very normal in many households these days. And uh, with that said, you might even carry that bickering into work. So now you got upset over something from the night previously in the morning you're waking up you're still bickering over the same nonsense you have a 10 minute break you call up your spouse at work to bicker over the same thing Mm -hmm. or maybe something else that came to your mind and they're in the workplace their co-workers who spend eight ten hours a day with them notices their facial expressions if my brother-in-law my brother-in-law has noticed my facial expressions by being around me around family events or you know him coming by the house I don't, I'm pretty sure that your co-workers can also see the same so now your spouse calls you your co-worker notices you're upset oh what's the matter what's going on well that happened to me this week there you go so I was really busy and then the director came in and I just got off the phone with you because we're talking about some family-related stuff. Mm-hmm. And he saw it in my face. He's like, oh, something's going on at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just dealing with some family stuff. Yeah, You don't have to get into any details right. because it wasn't related to us. It wasn't a me and you issue. It was an external issue that we had to deal with. Mm-hmm. But people pick up on this stuff all the time. Absolutely. You know, and you're going to rely on the people that you feel are going to help you get through the situation. Absolutely. And those, and it's always the people that are most accessible. Mm-hmm. Who's most accessible? The people that you spend 10 hours a day with. Mm-hmm. 12. And you're not coming home yeah. and sitting around with your spouse for 12 hours. No. It's dinner. It's the activities. It's mm-hmm. going out. Mm-hmm. It's cleaning. Yeah. It's bed. Absolutely. And if you're sleeping for seven hours a night, that's right. seven hours... You ain't talking to nobody. <laughs> so that was, that's seven hours that's in the vacuum. Yes, you're getting the benefit of sleeping and resting. Right. But you're not working on anything. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. So bickering is it's fighting. Mm. What you're doing is fighting. Yeah. It's like two brothers, young brothers, wrestling. Mm. I mean, there's some kids that, you know, in families where they literally fight and beat each other up. Mm-hmm. 
But then there's some brothers that just they just wrestle, they they play fight. Yeah, it's you fun. know, yeah, and it it get, kind of gets mom kind of like, okay, is that that looks like a real fight? Break <laughs> it up, guys. But they know they're not trying to hurt each other. Right, right, right. right. But bickering is it's fighting, and couples do it all the time. They do it in bed, like mm-hmm. we we're saying. They do it when they wake up. They're doing uh, on the way to work, when they get to work, when mm-hmm. they get home from work. Mm-hmm. It's just that, you know, you're not throwing stuff. You might not be yelling, <laughs> but you're expressing certain things mm-hmm. that you might want it to hurt. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And what's the deal? When you're fighting, only winner, there's only winners and losers in fights. Right. The only the thing with bicker is that when do you declare a winner? Because it's low intensity chronic, so it's constantly going. Yeah. But at which point do you say I won or you won? It take a while. It may take years. It may, but right? it usually. But there's little battles, well, right? Yeah. There's little battles, and it usually ends up getting to a point of explosion. Yes. At some point. Exactly. So I mean, the the other thing is, while you're bicker, you're not solving problems. Mm-hmm. What you're trying to do is a tr- is address problems, mm-hmm. but you're not resolving the issues. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. and even in bickering, you don't have a set goal to fix things. You just want to talk, be heard, and you just it just keeps going. Yeah, you know. The other thing is bickering masks the need to resolve issues because no one is getting angry. Nobody's flipping out. Nobody's throwing stuff. Mm-hmm. Nobody, nobody is, you know, hitting anybody. So it's like, well, there's no real abuse here. There's no real, real physical abuse. Yeah. So, you know, we'll just keep yammering at each other. Mm-hmm. Right? The other thing that it does, it, it masks the need for intervention in the short run. Because it's, it's like, it's like, it's low key. Right. It's low intensity. So... If somebody was to come to our house, like say a brother-in-law, okay, and me and you have a little, you know, a little side note conversation, mm. that's me and you bickering. Mm. But my brother, your brother-in-law, or my brother-in-law, they might just look and say, "Okay, something quiet's going on here," mm. and they won't intervene because there's nobody flipping out, nobody's getting angry, but. They also won't know long know how long this conversation's been happening. They just might by assume. looking. They, they might can make assume. assumptions. Yep. But they might they, they probably wouldn't know how long that we've been arguing about this for the last two years. Right. Right? Yeah. Because because we're bickering, because it's low intensity, it's low key. Right. There's no need to jump in mm-hmm. and break us apart. Mm-hmm. There's no sight that we're going to murder each other, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that's what bickering does. It masks the need for intervention. But you really do need intervention mm-hmm. because this has been going on for a while. Mm-hmm. Okay? And it should start with, of course, yourselves, with each other, mm-hmm. right? Um, if you realize we are going to share with you what you can do to avoid this low-intensity chronic warfare. If it cannot be carried out this way, now you're at a point where you realize your bickering has gone too far and you need actual professional help to Mm -hmm. step in. Mm -hmm. So what is the first one, my dear? So if you're going to avoid low-intensity chronic warfare, 
of bickering. Mm-hmm. So we're basically saying, like, drop the bickering habit. Absolutely. So if you're going to avoid it, the first thing you got to do is be attentive to the types of conversations you're having. Mm. Are you talking about the same stuff over and over? Mm-hmm. Okay? And do you find that you respond to put-downs and criticism by returning put-downs and criticisms? Mm. The second one is gather the right information. If someone is dealing with painful issues, make sure you do not assume you have the right, the the correct measuring stick in someone else's pain. True. You don't know what pain they may have with their childhood, right? Their past, past friendships or even this current relationship. Sometimes, you see, it takes a while for your spouse to realize and even disclose their insecurity. Very true. Um, You know, I find that certain things came up within even myself as I started experiencing being a wife and being a mother, going from girlfriend to wife. Now you're dealing with a whole bunch of different things that I might have even had, um insecurities that might have developed from my own childhood or even as you transition into being a wife Mm -hmm. from being a girlfriend Mm -hmm. you know your attitudes change your outlook changes Mm -hmm. and you're probably thinking more long term so you become insecure about the expectations Mm -hmm. that might be that are now on you absolutely or or even Becoming a mother, yeah, that's always a big thing when it comes to insecurities. Because you go from, you know, being the the measurements mm-hmm. that you want, mm-hmm. you know, but then now you're a mother and new measurements are imposed on you, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, like your whole body changes. Your whole body changes. So now, I mean, even some women's some women's shapes changes right. completely right and that's fine right. that's all part of life yeah. but those insecurities physically show up but even going from you know now we're we're at a point with our children where we have preteens walking around going yeah. from about that. a child a, a, a child who is mommy 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 all the time right um, now my hands are more free, mm-hmm. but mentally, emotionally, I have to be more attentive. So there's those insecurities as well that step in just within motherhood. And, you know, that can now show up in our marriage and other things that my husband and I, Gary and I, might be dealing with yeah. from being two years married to, you know, 10, 15, uh, what, what are we at now? Thir- about 13 now. 13, yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. No, so, true. you know, there's, there's always things that develop, insecurities that would develop over time. Mm. So, again, make sure that you gather the right information. Yeah, absolutely. And then when you do that, take a moment to reflect before answering or even speaking back. Mm-hmm. Remember, the whole chronic warfare that's happening is constant it's back and forth Mm -hmm. there's no breaks in the conversation but imagine just taking a step back and stopping and say okay 
what are we talking about? Yeah. Because a lot of times behind a criticism yeah. is a wish. Yeah. Okay? So your spouse might say, you never. And we talk about you should never say you never and you always. Right. These are condescending words. They're trigger words, yeah. right? They're pet peeves. But if they do show up and you actually stop and say, okay, you know what? I'm not going to respond to the trigger as how it's affecting me. But I'm going to see what my spouse might be trying to say. Yeah. So now that criticism is a wish. Yeah. Okay. She's probably saying, I, instead of saying you always or you never, she might be saying, man, I, or I wish you, women don't say man, do they? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Some of them are pretty gangster. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know what? I, I can get pretty gangster. Do it. For, oh, stop. <laughs> well, well, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. When you push me there, yes, uh, yeah. I can get pretty hood. But what she's saying is like, <laughs> we're not going to do that. How hood can you get? I don't know. But you... You're not from the hood. No, I'm not. I'm not okay. from the hood. Okay, okay, we're not going to backtrack. But, <laughs> you know, you... I have to give you credit for this one because I get into those moments and then you come out and you're like, we're not going to do this. And it drives me nuts. Oh, that statement, we're not going to do this no, right now. we're not going to do this right now. Just brings fire underneath me. And when it now, calms you down. No, first, it makes me want to fight because I'm like, oh, how dare you? Yeah, I, I just told you we're not Try fighting. to take over <laughs> my feelings. <laughs> how dare you try to tell me what we're going to do? Do you know who I am? But then... It makes me backtrack and realize, okay, he he's not going to carry out this bickering. He's right. not going to allow me to walk down that lane because it's going to mess up our day. For sure. And then what I actually, what I've been doing and what I've done a few times is say, okay, you know what? Can you just say what you want, please? <laughs> like, forget the hint dropping. I can't, I don't want to decode all of this. <laughs> it's 11.43 at night. <laughs> I have to deal with this argument and wake up in time to get to work to go do a good job. Please don't carry me down this path where I got to decipher all that you're thinking. Just say what you want, all right? Because it's going to take you a full hour. Yeah, just say what you want. But the reality is, like, while you're saying you never, you always, there is a wish underneath. Yes. You know, and I got to be attentive to that. So if I would just take a moment and reflect, instead right. of, like, jumping in, what do you mean I never? What do you mean I always? Yeah. And say, okay, well, I don't really always do that. Yeah. And then I might be thinking, well, I did do it once, so therefore the always <laughs> or never thing automatically cancels out. But maybe I should do some more of this, right? Right. Now, if she, my spouse now, once I break that up yeah, by stopping to think, then now it's up to her or him to come in and say, uh, Say exactly what they want mm -hmm. and doing so respectfully to not now bring us back into the bickering conversation. Right. So instead of the I never mm. or you never, it should be, you know, it's been a while since we did this. Mm -hmm. What do you think of us maybe getting back into that? Mm -hmm. And we talked about this at Quality Time in our Quality Time podcast or mm -hmm. Too Busy to Get Busy podcast mm -hmm. episodes. So again, it's getting back into the 
okay, how do you say things properly? Mm-hmm. How do you say things in a way that your spouse gets it and mm-hmm. they can respond mm-hmm. right away? The last one is to apologize and stay connected. Yes. If you are the one of whom was something requested and you haven't followed through, make sure you apologize for the neglect before it gets brought up again. Right. That is extremely important because you want to to show your spouse, I do care about what you requested. Mm-hmm. I just maybe didn't have time to get to it fast enough. Or it was put on my schedule or, you know, it is on top of mind, but Maybe I just don't even know how to execute it properly. So now you can run to them and tell them, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I didn't do this. Right. How would you prefer it? It's true. You know, you're you're showing your spouse that you truly care. Mm -hmm. Stay connected by acknowledging that they are upset if they do bring it up before you take care of that request. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then what does this look like? Well, allow them to be angry with you. Yeah, yeah. Because I might want to get my point across because I've been saying this for three weeks straight. Right. Every night for three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So to break up the bickering. Yeah. Just allow me to be ticked off for 48 seconds. Yeah. And you know, I'm that type of person. I just need to say it. Yeah. Even though I know you got it, let me just get it off my chest. Yeah, don't don't shut me up. Don't, don't say, I'm sorry, I got it. Okay, yeah, let me, thank you for apologizing, but let me just get it off my chest, yeah. right? Let me say it in the words I want to use. You know, yeah. You got to throw a couple <laughs> profane words but in you know But just say the, it the way you want, yeah. Even you acknowledging and apologizing would take back the profane words. <laughs> <laughs> Who presents it in a more nicer way? I may not be like, "What the, you know, AF? Are you doing?" I might be like, "Boo, oh, whatever." But you know, <laughs> what kind of cuss words are you okay, coming I don't up know. with? I don't know, but you know, I I I may not cuss hard. Yeah, I'll cuss a little, but I won't cuss hard. Right? Got you. Got you. Got it. Okay, what does that look like? So allow them to be angry with you. Don't fall back into bickering or fighting and replan. Yep. Right? <clears throat> Even ask, how can I stay accountable to this? Set up a plan if you have to. You know what? Maybe you might need to get a reminder text or you might need to put it into their schedule for right. them. True. Maybe you actually may need to even write post it. Like, one of my uh, favorite things to do is even just put post, post-it notes around my home for different things. Where when I open a cupboard, I see it sitting there. That gives me a great reminder. Well, I think uh, one of the things you do well, though, because I'm terrible at remembering. Sometimes you go ahead and plan. Mm-hmm. And then my job is to show up ready to have fun. Absolutely. That can work. That yeah. work. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Be ready to show up and have a good time. Exactly. Yeah. Can you help me do this? And this so I can keep up with my actions. Right. Definitely do not promise. 
Because it might happen again. Yes. You, know, you got two fights. <laughs> <laughs> and now those words, you never keep your promises. Exactly. So now it's you never do this. And now it's you never keep your promises. And maybe you're always leading me the wrong way. So, yeah, don't promise. Just yeah. work together to get it fixed. Right. You are human. Absolutely. Right. You are human. You do make mistakes. You do forget. So just to go over them again, how to avoid. Be attentive to the types of conversations you are having. Number two, gather the right information. Three, Take a moment to reflect before answering or even speaking back. Four, apologize and stay connected. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Bickering, a.k.a. low-intensity chronic, chronic warfare. warfare. It's insidious. Yes, sir. It may see harm- seem harmless at first because no one's throwing things, nobody's flipping out, nobody's <laughs> losing their minds. Right. But over time, it will wear you down. Yeah. It yeah. will wear you down. And leaders know that solving problems and resolving issues require head-on approaches. Mm-hmm. So that means identifying root causes and developing strategies to fix them. Mm-hmm. Treacherous and wily attitudes destroy organizations and distort visions. Absolutely. So as you Absolutely. take care of these things at work, take care of them as, at home as well. Absolutely. All right, everybody. Yes, that is our feature for today. Thank you for hanging out with us. We definitely love, love spending time with you. Remember, you are a successful leader, and your marriage and family can can be be successful successful too. too.